Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Force for Growth podcast. I'm Ricardo, and today I'm going to share how to deal with fear. So fear, we all experience it, we all have it, we all face it from time to time. The thing is, we need to start to look at fear on a scale. Low amount of fear may not necessarily keep you from taking action and moving towards your goals, while a high amount of fear will. We've all been there. I've been there. And it's something that I still deal with from time to time, but because of some of the tools that I will be talking about shortly, it's significantly gotten better and I still do it anyways. But if we can put it on a scale from one to 10 to where fear may be at an eight or nine, the trick here is to get it down to a two, a three, or a one, which will not stop you from moving forward and taking action. But before we get started, I want to make sure that you don't make fear a label. In other words, I have the fear of success. I have the fear of this. I have the fear of failure. I have the fear of that. We don't want to label ourselves as fearful people. According to the book Constructive Living by David Reynolds, he says the only label that we should accept and apply is the label of being capable of change. And I'll add on to that, being capable of change and being capable of growth, because we are. We are all capable of change and we all are capable of growth. Other than that, Don't allow yourself to get sucked up into these labels about fear and this and that and the other. So today we're going to talk about fear, but also let's deal with the definition. The definition of fear is, let me see here, an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. An unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. Let's circle the word anticipation because that means that we may not be in a dangerous situation, but we anticipate that danger is coming. And that's typically the one that gets us from doing things that we want to do that move us closer to our goals. So, Asking for the sale, asking for the referral, doing this live, doing a podcast, stepping out of your comfort zone. It's all the anticipation of danger, whether it might not be physical danger. It might be emotional, mental, like, ooh, what are people going to think about me? Are they going to judge me? What are they going to say? How do I come across? All of these are forms of danger that may not physically impact our well-being. To me, I'll add on to that definition, but to me, fear is that moment where I hesitate or stop myself from doing something that I know that I need to do or that I should be doing or that I want to do. That moment where I'm like, do I really want to do this? Do I have to do that? Well, let me tell you, the one thing that I always tell myself when I ask myself, do I have to do that is no. I really don't have to do anything I don't want to do. I'm not forcing, no one's forcing me to do this podcast right now. I'm choosing to. But even though before I hit that record button, 
I have to really take a moment and be like, okay, this is going to be a great presentation. We're going to put out some great content. We're going to make an impact. And it doesn't matter how it's going to come across or if I mess it up or if it's not perfect or anything like that. So it's dealing with that moment of hesitation and being able to get past it. So one of the most popular acronyms of fear out there is false evidence appearing real. And we might think like, well, Ricardo, that's a great acronym because it really describes what fear is. It's false evidence that seems real just because we're not in danger and we make it bigger in our head or our internal dialogue and voice just goes, runs wild. We don't move, but we know that that's not real, that we're doing it in our head. Yes, I agree with that. Yes, I agree that it may not be a real life situation, but while we're in that moment experiencing that fear, it's very real to the person in that experience and living it. And we need to be cognizant and understanding for our own selves that to us, it's real. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Oh, well, I shouldn't feel fear because it's not that big of a deal to hit the go live button. Oh, no, I shouldn't feel fear because I shouldn't feel this way just to make that phone call or to ask that person for a favor or this or that. You know what? It's okay because it's going to be on that scale from one through 10. It might be an eight. It might be a nine. It might be a one. It might be a two. And it's okay for you to have that experience. I would prefer for you to accept the fact that you're having that emotion, tie a number to it from one to 10, 10 being the most extreme and one being the minimal, and figuring out how to get that number lower to reduce that friction from moving forward and doing what it is that you want to do. So don't feel shame. Don't feel like you need to be brave and courageous and this and that, and that you never want to experience fear again. Because let me tell you this, you are a human being and you will feel fear from time to time, even if it is just in your head. Now, a few moments when I really felt fear was when I was skydiving. I've mentioned that before, and that skydiving was like, ooh, just thinking about it gives me chills, and it wasn't something that I, well, I like, let me rephrase this. I liked the idea of it, but once I got there, it was a totally different story. And really, anything that has to do with heights or roller coasters or anything like that strikes that same emotion and feeling within me. Now, the other points, the other times that I felt fear was when I made the move to the DFW area. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't have a job. I only knew a handful of people. And I still did it anyways. But was I scared? Yes. And then when I was having a kid, when me and Jesse decided to have a baby, I was scared, (laughs) but it was also that excitement and fear and scared, but it's also, oh my gosh, I'm going to be responsible for a human being. I'm going to have to start making different choices and have to not necessarily change who I am as a person, But there is another level of responsibility that comes with being a dad, a parent, a mom, or whatever. And it's okay to accept that. The thing is, is that while I was feeling fear and a little scared, I was also 
extremely excited. I was excited about moving and new beginnings. I was excited about having a kid and raising someone and creating a an amazing young person in this world and leaving my legacy. So I was excited about all that. And those were like big moments in my life where I know that I felt fear at a level nine or a 10, you know, depending on the situation. Some of the smaller moments of fear are <laughs> doing this podcast and broadcasting and putting myself out there, putting trainings together and presenting them in front of live people. But those fears are now at a one or a two where it's like, okay, yeah, I feel it. I acknowledge it and I do it anyways. So some of the things that I do here are, I'll be going into here shortly, but it's really about taking that number wherever it may be on the high end and lowering it to a number that you can deal with, soothing it, conquering it, not necessarily eliminating it because fear is a human reaction. And I'm not sure that I would totally want to eliminate it, but it is very important to learn how to deal with it and get past it, soothe it, if you will, and then even flipping the switch and turning it into excitement, right? Turning it into excitement, taking that level 10 to a level two and flipping it to excitement. So one of the things that I like to do when I feel that hesitant, that hesitation where I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's kind of some kind of emotion in my body here is breathe. So the beautiful thing about breathing is that it helps in real time. You can just think like, oh, I'm having these emotions in my body. Let me just stop and take a breath. And it helps relax you. There, there's all sorts of biological, biochemistry things that happen here. Just trust me, there's a book called Breathe about all of this stuff. It goes into detail. Andrew Huberman's podcast also goes real in-depth about this. This is not something that we're going to tackle here today. But it does create a biochemical change in your body when you simply just breathe. And there are several types of breaths that you can do that will calm you down. But even a simple one like inhaling and holding and then exhaling, do it. Let's try it again. Inhale through your nose and hold it. And then exhale and then take a gauge. Where am I feeling on that scale? Am I at one or two where I can still move forward and do what I got to do? Or do I need to do some more breathing? And again, one of the beautiful things about breathing is that you can do it in real time in that moment that you're feeling those emotions and they're taking over. The second thing is, whew, I used to let the chatter in my mind just go crazy. And what I found was that when the chatter in my mind just went crazy and looked for all the reasons why I shouldn't do something or why it could go wrong or whatever that may be, it just got off the hinges and it just went. And the more that I allowed that self-talk to go, the harder it was to really, really did. So I have to really focus and practice on not allowing this self-talk to make the situation bigger 
than what it really is, to keep it realistic. Like, hey, what's really the worst that could happen here? Am I hurting myself? Am I hurting somebody else? Is there some kind of, like, what is the really the worst thing that could happen? And if I frame it in a certain way, it's like, okay, well, that's not really that bad. It's okay for me to move forward. But if I allow it to get bigger and bigger and bigger than what it really is, that's when it's hard to really rein it in and pull myself back to a a controlled state because all the self-talk can just paralyze me and take over and be like, oh, my goodness, right? So it's really about controlling that self-talk before it even starts. But it takes some time and it takes some practice. The other thing here is that I want to note is that the fear and discomfort and these emotions can pop up and typically pop up when I think about something. So just the thought of doing something that may not be here right now, but in a couple of days or in a couple of weeks, sometimes stirs things up and I have to stop and take a breath and remind myself that I'm doing it to myself. Nothing is going on out here because I'm not even in that situation yet, but I'm just creating this circumstance in my own body. And the truth is that the mind and the body don't know the difference, whether it's really happening or if it's happened or if it will happen. The thing here that I want you to note of is finding it in your body. I've been mentioning that the emotions come through your body. And this is for every emotion, stress, joy, happiness, anxiety, all of it has some kind of impact in your body. So find it in your body, give it some attention, realize what's getting tense. For me, it's typically my lower back. It gets really tense. So I go back to my breathing. Maybe I stretch or I massage or I take a shower and really I just like to relax and not think about anything, just zone out on the couch and just relax and bring myself down to get out of that state. But it's also important to realize where it's coming from in your body and if what's causing it, which we'll talk a little bit here when, it, when we talk about journaling. <laughs> oh yeah, our favorite journaling. Simply laying it all out there writing it down and just dumping it from your mind to the paper and just getting it out of your head instead of instead of allowing this loop this tape to loop and reloop in your head because we just got to shut it up and we got to shut it down and when we write it down i get a sigh of relief like oh, it's out of there it's out of there and the key here is to write about your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings. You may also want to write about why it may happening. What do you think triggered it? Yes. What do you think triggered it? Think about this. If you're having these emotions on a regular basis and you write down why it may be happening or what triggered it, what have you found a common link? The other thing to taken into consideration is what is this fear keeping you from? Is it holding you back from achieving some level of success, some level of growth, some level of 
some status, some goal. What's it? What's the real long-term damage that this may be causing to your life that you want to achieve? And finally, this is the most important part when it comes to journaling and thinking and processing fear is always think about the positive. Always end with a positive. It's okay to acknowledge what may be happening and what not be may be happening and the pain, but you always want to make sure you end with a positive. What will my life look like, feel like, sound like when I overcome the fear? What will I feel? What will it feel like when I overcome it? What will the possibilities be in my life when I overcome it? What will I be able to create? Well, what will this success look like? What will this growth look like? How can I celebrate it? And just allow yourself to feel good about the possibility of what will happen when you get past that hump, when you lower that intensity from a nine to an eight to a one or a two. And that's it, it's something shifts. Even just thinking about it here, I get excited. And I get pumped up and I really want to do it. Finally, gratitude. We all know the power of gratitude. And again, in the book Constructive Living by David Reynolds, he says that sometimes it's kind of hard to feel gratitude. And I have found that to actually be true. Sometimes I struggle with gratitude because it's hard to be grateful over little bitty things. As powerful as a resource and tool that may be, it's hard to force yourself to feel gratitude. But what he suggests is being thankful for it, just saying thank you. So on the gratitude scale, thank you for me, thank you is a little bit lower than gratitude. Gratitude is the grandma, the number 10, like the very powerful emotion. Thank you is a little bit lower. I can find myself being thankful and saying thank you for several things that I may not necessarily be able to feel grateful for. And what's interesting here is that just simply saying thank you does something in the same zip code, area code as gratitude does. You can be thankful for the awareness that your body and your mind gave you because fear is feedback. You can be thankful that your mind and body is doing its job to keep you safe. You can appreciate the fear and be thankful for it. and that also helps bring that number down from a seven to a two. And that's all we're really doing. It's just noticing the difference that makes a difference and bringing that number down. So what's interesting here is that thank you is part of the Ho'oponopono prayer. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. You can go back into the archives and find that episode on Ho'oponopono. But Thank you is just a prayer on its own. It's powerful, and it really helps you put things into perspective to understand that fear is feedback. Fear is your mind and your body doing its job to keep you safe, keeping you from harms and from danger, and just allowing yourself to feel thankful for that. Finally, the more... You learn to cope with it and bring that fear down from an eight, nine to a one or a two, the easier it will get. That's just the bottom line. This isn't some 20 second therapy. This is going to take time 
for you to realize what's happening and figure out what really truly works for you. It may be all of the things that I talked about here. It may be one or none, but during this process, you will figure out what works for you. Why? Because I figured out what works for me and I've helped other people figure out what works for them. And no two people are alike. It may be a combination, something different, something here. So just allow yourself to be opening, finding what actually works for you in soothing and getting past that fear and lowering it down on that scale so you can get into action. So throughout the years, now I'm able to feel the fear, acknowledge it, breathe through it, and do it anyways. And those small moments of hesitation are smaller and smaller and further in between. And now I can turn that fear into excitement. That's the next level where you turn that fear into excitement and you just get pumped up about doing that live, recording that podcast, knocking out that presentation, talking in front of a group of whatever, right? And just getting pumped up and excited and being open to the possibilities of what may happen and just getting it done. That's so powerful to turn fear into that kind of asset of excitement because excitement is an asset. It's one of the greatest assets you can have. Excitement to do and pursue and push through and start working on your goals instead of letting that fear stop you and hold you in your tracks. So comment below, send me an email, reach me at forceforgrowth.com, at forceforgrowth on Facebook and Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts on what you do to overcome fear, what works for you, or what will you apply of what I talked about? What can you do? Can you just start implementing a breathing practice, a journaling practice? Can can you sit there and breathe and journal and just be grateful and thankful for, for the fear? What can you do both? Let me give you an example. You can breathe and allow you yourself to be thankful for the fear and breathe out. Breathe, be thankful, and breathe out. That's it. It can be that easy and that instant, but also find what works for you. Maybe love, it may be thankfulness, it may be gratitude, it may be something else, whatever you have to do to bring that from a 10 and 8 to a 1 or a 2. All right, guys, remember to like and share this episode. We're on all of your podcasting platforms, including YouTube and Facebook. And remember to be a force for good, a force for growth, and a force for greatness. Bye.